Hi guys and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Let's Get Rare podcast. So we start yes. off by introduce, introducing ourselves. I'm Matthew. Jack. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jack. How you going, Jack? I'm Jackson. Um, how you going? <laughs> yeah, good, good. All right, so a bit of backstory on us. We've been best friends for about six or seven years, I think. Yep. And for the last yeah, right. few years, probably year and a half or so, we've wanted to do a podcast, but just never really found the time to sit down together and record it. Yeah, we also didn't know how, so. <laughs> yeah, that too. But yeah. we've, uh, with this whole quarantine and self-isolating, staying at home, we've managed to get into gear and start recording the podcast. Yeah, we're doing it on Zoom. So, you know, um, if there's any positive to come out of this COVID-19, Zoom has helped us record this. So, big up Zoom. <laughs> so, speaking of coronavirus, it's sort of the elephant in the room at the moment. Everyone's talking about it. It's everywhere. So, yeah. why don't we talk about it as well? All right. So, what do you All guys right. think about it? Well... It's obviously pretty average staying at home all the time. Um, like, yeah, it's just you want to go outside and do stuff, but you can't, can you, Jack? No, like, well, if you told me when we weren't in quarantine that we were going to go into quarantine, I would have said grouse, a lot of PlayStation. Yeah. But now that yeah. you're actually in it, you want to get out and just go meet up with mates. Like, we haven't seen each other for a long time. So There's only there's only so much PlayStation you can play until you just start getting bored. Absolutely. It does get very boring seeing at home. Yeah. Absolutely. You need to try and keep yourself occupied. Like you are allowed outside for the very basic things. Yeah, yeah that is true. About the learner driver who got fined for being outside. I did see that. I did. And was, I thought, I was really outraged at that, to be honest. I thought that was very stiff. That's so stupid. I was like, actually I was, on the road at the same time she got fined as a learner really, driver. Like really? Around. We took a That's break. Crazy. My mum checked her phone and saw that on the news. And we got home quickly. Did she, I did, did she not want a sixteen hundred dollar phone? No, I did. Ooh. <laughs> she was a bit <laughs> That's crazy though. Like, you th- it's actually a good time to be like on the roads as a learner as well. Exactly. Like, because the roads there's are less. Quiet. Yeah, the roads are quiet, so it's like it makes sense to like, and it's something to do as well. It's not like you're going to be going outside interacting with people. Well, that's what so, their argument was that they weren't actually interacting with other people, so that it should be yeah. okay because it's just two of them from the same household out in public. Yeah. Like and that brings enough. up the question, what's essential? Because the, the fine was for being outside for something that's not essential. Yeah. Like fair enough. If they were going to like a shopping center to, I don't know, something non-essential, but if they're staying in the car the whole time, I don't see the problem to be honest. Yeah. I well, agree with that. I went to the supermarket today and like at Westfield and like everything was closed bar the supermarkets. Like it was like so intense. And they yeah. had they had people manning the doors, counting how many people were in the store. Yeah, they apparently they have this like new app that they use. Like someone yeah. say Coles, for example, they have this like app and they have to press until it, they have to press the button until it gets to two hundred and then they're not yeah. allowed to let anyone in anymore. That's insane. But then even yeah. then, like two hundred people maintaining a metre and a half distance. Like, you can't fit 200 people yeah. in a, a car. It's just not going to happen. It's, it's just not going to happen. 
with all the fittings yeah. as well, like the aisles and the displays and everything, you can't fit that many people yeah. in the store. Yeah, I know, but like you kind of like you kind of have to in a way, to be honest. Well, like, people need, need food. Exactly. They need to go to the shops. Exactly. Tell, you what pisses, tell you what pisses me off though: the people that aren't taking it super serious and are like just saying like "f the world" sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not it's not going to affect me, but it's going to affect people around you, and then you're going to be the one that's sad and all that. So just pull your head in and stay home. I don't know. Like some some people want to actually play footy this year, so yeah, switch exactly. on. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the longer people keep doing that, the longer we're going to be in isolation. Exactly right. Like, it's already going to yeah. be a long time, but the quicker we sort of pull our heads in and get over this thing, the quicker we can go back to normal life. Yeah. Well, what have, you, what have you guys been doing to, like, keep yourself entertained? Well, I bought a puzzle, 2,000 pieces. So oh, yeah? Trying to work through that, but it's, it's tough and it gets, like, mentally draining, so... Are they actually, like... I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever completed like a jigsaw puzzle. So like, are they actually difficult to complete? Oh, it depends. Like if you're going to get like a 500 one, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. But like when you yeah. get to 2000 and the pieces are way smaller, it's, it's mentally challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's like, huge would... 10,000 piece ones that yeah. are only white. It's all the same color. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I wouldn't even know like, What's even the strategy in completing those? Like, I actually have no idea. I reckon you just, well, what I do, I do the edges first and then it does like clusters. So like the one I'm doing at the moment is like Las Vegas. So I'd just get a building and I'd get Uh, all of those pieces and do it, put it together. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Puzzle strategy with Jack. Yeah, that's it. How to complete puzzles. Yeah. What about you, Matt? What have you been doing? It's mostly uni work, to be honest, because yeah, like my day is pretty much uni work. Try and go out and exercise a bit, or stay home and exercise if I have to. And then yeah, at night time play PlayStation together or something like that's my whole day. Yeah, I mean, like uni online uni has been pretty tough. I reckon it's, it's just hard. like it's just especially with the classes being reduced to one hour when they're usually two hours, it's like you can't fit. There's only so much you can fit in an hour. Exactly right. And the amount of times I find myself like zoning out because I'm like in the comfort of my own house. Yeah. That's, that's so true though. Like it's, it's really underrating like how much you zone out when you're not in the right environment. Yeah. Yeah, Even when you yeah. try and put yourself in the right environment, like just on an empty desk, you still find yourself like your mind wandering and stuff. It's, it's yeah. Bad. yeah, yeah. Even on the laptop, because you're obviously on the on laptop. The Zoom call, it's yeah. so easy to just open Google and do anything else. Other exactly. Than pay attention. Yeah, it's so like, true. Well, have you guys heard about the um the new Year Twelve like strategy they might be implementing? Yeah, being pushed to December now, maybe the exam period. Yeah, really? so what I, what I read is that they, they're they not... Because there was talks that they were going to do a year 13. So, like, the year 12s are going to go back <laughs> next year and could do it all over again. Well, not that's, all over again. Cause I, guess, I guess they didn't really start anything. Like, they might have done maybe one or two sacks, like, per yeah, subject. Yeah, they did a term. So, probably, yeah, a couple sacks. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was I was having to think about it. I don't know what I would rather, like, if I would rather do a com- another complete year, I start fresh, 
if I would rather, you know, like let, make it go further into the year. Well, that that would mess up everyone's plans. Like, I know it's not all about schoolies, but everyone would have booked their schoolies yeah. accommodation. Oh, our schoolies would be... November. Schoolies is out the window if they move it to December. Yeah. Because everyone's on holidays in December. They're not exactly. going to be schoolies. Exactly right. And are schools yeah. still open right now? Like, I know it's school holidays, but once holidays are done, are people allowed to go to school? I well, think... My I brother... Think, yeah. Like, my brother, he's... His principal said last week that they would should get back to school, but I doubt that they will with everything that's going on. I reckon they're just going to go from home learning like we've been doing for uni. Yeah. Well, I, think make most, I think majority of schools will switch to online. Like, you'd Absolutely. Be, they're definitely in the minority if they're teaching from like classrooms. Yeah. That's just a breeding ground for the virus. The amount of like, that many people in a small space. Mate, I'm telling you, last year when I was obviously in year 12, I got sick that many times. And like compare it to this year, I know it's like obviously the start of the year we're in quarantine, but like you just notice how much like more you get sick when you're around other, like so much other people. Absolutely. Yeah. But like, can you imagine the stress those year 12s are going through right now? Oh, it'd be shocking. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't think I because like you you're so used to switching off after November, like in yeah. school. Imagine Year Twelve exams. Like that's that's literally the toughest academic thing you're ever going to do up until that point. And imagine doing that in December. That's For us last year, we yeah. were, or for myself at least, we were all drained by the time it got to November. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. We were that mentally fatigued. Imagine having to do another month, month and a half. Yeah, the hardest part is trying to study for exams, and it's not as if like this month's off, like you got to study as well. Yeah, exactly. But then if you look at it the other way, it's like, would you really be prepared to be behind one year in your life? Essentially, like you're literally, it's like you're scrapping this year out the window and then doing another year twelve ne- like next year. Everyone's going to be eighteen as well. How many people will go out and they'll forget exactly. about their schooling altogether? That's- that's actually a big point as well, yeah. And that sets the entire school behind. So year 11s have to do year 11 again all the way down to prep. So then what happens to the kindergartens? Like they'll have to have an extra year of kindergartens yeah. or an extra yeah, year I, of preps. That's another good thing as well. So it really messes up the entire school system, really. Yeah, you can see why they didn't go with that. But like, then again, you can see why they would. So it's, it's a tough one for sure. Then there are positives coming out of it. Like, I don't know if you heard, but a couple of days ago, there was researchers at Monash Uni that managed to actually kill the virus in a Petri dish in their lab. Really? I didn't hear about that. So they used a vaccine, which is a lice treatment, like lice in your head. Okay. I, I did see that. I heard it. I yeah. heard it on the news. I didn't really pay attention though. Well, they've managed to kill it in a lab environment. Obviously, that's a lot different to like human hosts yeah, yeah yeah it's a positive sign that there could be a potential vaccine which is still like months away yeah it's so crazy like, How long do you... we have barely been in lockdown for like a month it's like yeah. and there's yeah. still so much longer to go it's just gonna be crazy how it goes how long do you think we'll be in it for just like what, is, what does everyone reckon i think six months minimum and really, I think real minimum. Like it'll go 
all year, probably into next year. I don't think it will be as strict as it is now for that long. Yeah. I think we'll still be in, I think we'll still be in lockdown. Like, like the stage we're in now, I think we'll be like that for at least a couple more months. Um, but then in terms of like later on in the year, I think they'll take a step back. So you'll be able to go out, probably retail um, stores will be open and that. And like maybe local footy and local sports might be open again. But they'll definitely, like, even after this year, like, in a couple years and that, they're, they're going to be so much more strict on this stuff now. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's just going to be, it's going to be completely different <clears throat> how they run. Absolutely. Once it is all done, it's going to change life completely. Oh, like, yeah. You can't go on how we were beforehand. Yeah. So, no, no way. Anyway, it's... move on from that because... Everyone seems to be talking about that. So Yeah, let's get some positivity in here. The Let's Get Rare podcast. I don't know about positivity, but have you heard about what's happened today with George Powell? Oh, yeah, that's definitely yeah. not positive. That's not positive at all. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That's, how's that even happened? Yeah, run us through this, Matt, because I haven't got my head around it. I need some backup information. Before, so, before you do it, Matt, yeah. what was he facing? Like, how many years was he in there for? Guaranteed, charges said guilty. How many years? Well, I'll run through a sort of backstory yeah. to it. Yeah, all right. Go nuts. He got convicted in 2018 for child sex abuse. And then in yeah. early 2019, it would have been about February, March, I think, he got convicted six years non-parole, I'm pretty sure. So okay, he's been accused of sex abuse. In the 90s, I think it was. Yeah. At St. Peter's. And then convicted by the courts. The jury found him guilty. Thrown in jail. Expected to be six years. But now it's come out that during the trial process in that time, because he had two main accusers. They were the two people that filed this lawsuit against him. Yeah. One of them committed suicide. Mm-hmm. I think he overdosed oh, right. on drugs. He had like drug abuse problems. And the family oh, basically yeah. said it stemmed from this abuse when he was a child. And then yeah, the other one the other one was still alive and he was testifying in court against Pearl. But now they're saying that in the high court, the appeal court, they've determined that George Powell didn't get a fair trial because this person that was testifying was too emotional. So because it was an emotional-filled sort of statement that he gave, it sort of swayed the jury and made them feel bad for this guy when really, like, court and jury is supposed to be, like, void of any emotion. It's just meant to be fact. Yeah, no bias at all. Exactly. So the High Court have pretty much said that this guy was too emotional. George Powell didn't get a fair trial. So now they've had to release him from prison. So out of his six-year sentence, worked out he's served about 400 days and now he's a free man as of 12 o'clock today. That's so That's crazy. So he, so just to clarify, he, you said he got six years originally. Yep. Is that, what? do you reckon that's a fair enough sentence or? Well, I remember we were at school. I remember watching the 
sentencing because they were live streaming it in the courtroom. Yeah, oh, that wasn't away, it like the first ever live streamed court case. It was one of them. Yeah, yeah. Like it was it was major that they had cameras in the courtroom pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I remember the people I was watching with. We all sort of looked at each other and we were like, "Only six years." Like after all that, he's only got six years. Yeah, it like felt I just... like the trial went forever. Yeah, it it went for a few years. Like from the first accusation through to sentencing, it went for a long time. Yeah, I just hearing six years doesn't sound like enough. And then now that he's been released, that is just stupid. Like that's ridiculous. He's basically served thirteen months. That is so ridiculous. And now he's been where does he go from there though like what does he actually do with himself from there well, i'm pretty sure he's still a cardinal i no think he's still way. a cardinal no way like i don't i don't want to like say 100% set in stone because i'm not entirely sure but yeah. as far as i know the church haven't either defended him or like gone against him and um, he's still yeah. got his title as a cardinal of Australia. Did you know that all parishioners of every church have to get a working with children's check because of him? Well, good. Well, you'd really? think they'd have to beforehand. Yeah, but like parishioners, not like priests, like everyone that just goes to church. Oh, all pr- okay. So like, what you mean. so like my nonni, they have to they have to get a working with children's check because of him. Cheers. It's oh, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing for the church. Exactly like, right. They've been, they've been under that much stress and everything, <laughs> not just from him. Like in Boston, they've had that yeah. many sex abuse cases in America. Absolutely. It's just like the Catholic church and priests are associated with pedophilia now and child sex abuse. And it's like, it's the opposite of what they're, what they're basing their job, not jobs, what they're basing their life off. Their life on, yeah. It's really bad PR for the church. Absolutely. Anyway, we can move into more positive topics now. Yeah, now let's get into some positivity. (laughs) All right. So we all play footy. And Jack, I know you wanted to talk about this. So why don't you lead the way on this one? All right. So we were talking on a PlayStation party once about the 2008 grand final. And Jackson was saying that it was really, really physical. And what got me thinking that, why is it not physical anymore? Like it's all about like just slowing the game down. And I know the match review person or when the old panel, like they've changed the way they see things, maybe because of the new concussion rules. But if you watched a 2004 grand final and it was judged in today's era, they would be giving out 15, 16 week suspensions to at least 10 players. And I'm pretty sure yeah. only one player got suspended in that game. And it's just, the game's changing and the like the physicality and the way people play the game is changing. Well, the physicality is definitely, that's the first thing you notice if you watch like a game 20 years ago compared to now. Like that's the sure. thing that stands out the most. In terms of like actual gameplay, it's still very different, but there's still teams who adopt strategies that they used back then. So it's not like it's a completely different game, but there's still different aspects of it that have evolved, I would say. Yeah. So like if you, so yeah, like you said, I was watching the 2008 grand final. 
not because we lost that grand final, but because I went to that grand final and I have never watched it back <laughs> since then. So I was like, you know what? It's 10 years, 12 years on now. I'm going to watch it back. And yeah, so I watched it back and it was just, first of all, it was a really good game. Like even though we Great lost, um, it was a really good game. Geelong went in favorites, like a dollar, I think 50 to like $3.10 or something. Like yeah. that's pretty unheard of in a grand final. Exactly. Um, and then Hawthorne just like pretty much gave it to us. Like so, so much more physical than we were. And yeah. they just held the ball more. Like Geelong, Geelong was at that time was known for, you know, holding the ball up, taking their time, handballing out of defence. But Hawthorne just had so much pressure around the ball. And then when they got the ball, they just never gave it up. And that's and pretty they, much how they won. They changed the entire game with the rush behind. Yeah. Oh, don't they get me started the on the rush behind. That the was, next year, that rule came into effect. Like... As much, even if you hate Hawthorne after all the premierships they've won in this era, Alistair Clarkson is literally, <laughs> I think, probably the best coach of all time, maybe behind Lee Matthews. Yeah, well, I would say sure. his coaching adaptions that he's he, exactly implemented he is just unreal. Even now, Jack, like you were saying, they slow the game down, chip around defence. That was Clarkson. That was Clarko, yeah. He started that. Yeah. yeah. Another another coach that changed the game was Mick Moldhouse in 2010. It used to be go through the guts, get it to your forwards. Moldhouse decided play on the boundary line. Worst case scenario, throw in, ball up, 50-50 chance of getting the ball again. And that slowed yeah. down. They congested the game and it wasn't as high possession. So like as you were saying um, in, on the party chat, like like maybe five or six players had 12 touches in the first quarter. You wouldn't get that nowadays, like maybe one or two. Yeah. 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 That's like, that's what I was saying. Like, it, I think it was um, end of the f- quarter time and there was like Bartel, Joel Corey, Gary Ablett, um, Corey Enright. They all had above 10 possessions. Luke Hodd, Sam Mitchell, actually maybe not Sam Mitchell. He had a quiet day, but like all these players and they all had 10 possessions at quarter time. It was like probably eight of them, eight of them. And like, if you look at that now, you're probably lucky to get t- maybe two or three that are above 10. Exactly right. Like, it's just such a more scrappy, like you, you say scrappy, even though they're more, they're probably more skillfully skillful now, but like, yeah. it's just such a more contested game and there's not as much disposals going on. Absolutely. The game's That's challenged. what I was going to say. There's, it seems there's a lot more silky players that seem to have all the time in the world now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't like, get me wrong. Thinking hard about it, watching highlights of sort of mid 2000s, late 2000s. It's Chris Judd stands out. Like he's the way he yeah. can just split a pack, pick the ball up in ridiculous Polish. angles. Polish. He's so polished. And now you've got like five Crips. Pendlebury seems to have eternities whenever he gets the ball. Exactly. Like there's that many players that are just so skilled now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like definitely, like 100%. I think you're, you're pretty dumb to not realize that players have become more skillful. Like, if you want to make the AFL now, you got you pretty much have to be able to kick on both feet and hit the target every time. Absolutely. Like if, if you if you can't do that, you just you don't have a hope pretty much. Like, and then if you look at that 20, 10, 20 years ago, not all AFL players could kick on both feet. Like exactly, not, it wasn't the standard. 
Exactly. Be players so, who can't kick to save their lives, but they had a certain role, and that's what they go on the side for. There was literally exactly right. players who were in the team just to have a physical presence, and that you just can't have that now. Like, Look you, at you Mark have that. Gates in the '89 Grand Final. Yeah. Just cleaned up Durham, and that, that was all he had to do. That, that was his job. Yeah. yeah. They told him the week leading into it, all you have to do is clean up Durham on the first bounce. Yeah, I, I think there was definitely more um, defined roles in like in the past. Like these days, it's like they want players who can play different. Like obviously, there's still roles, but there's the players that can do everything pretty much. Like the more um, versatility they have, the better. So like if you look at I don't know, say Jordan Degoe, you can chuck him in the midfield playing one out in the forward line. He can play as a small forward. He can lead up and play as, as a big forward. Like, he's so versatile. Exactly and that's, right. w- that's why he's so um, wanted in today's game. Exactly right. Even, like, tag is, like, in the mid-2000s, early 2010s even. Like, yeah. Kane Collins, Cameron Ling, Brady Rawlings, they won't be an F as taggers. Yeah, like, taggers are now, a rare breed these days. Think, Matt DeBoer, maybe Mark Hutchings. But they're yeah. not superstars. Like they're, Mark Hutchings is going to struggle to get into the West Coast midfield this year. <laughs> exactly right. It's yeah. completely changed the game. Yeah, like you have the unwith roles, but there's no out-and-out there's no out tag, isn't it? Yeah, like you can say you're playing on this person today. Like Run you can put Fife and Crips on each other, but they're still going to get the ball. It's not going to be one of the complete lockdown, your man does not touch the ball all day type thing. Exactly right. Yeah, and it's it's probably for a reason as well. Like you look at the midfielders these days. If you put a tag on them, they're still going to get touches. They're still going to touch the ball, have an impact. So exactly, it's probably you for a reason. Cam Corn said, "Yeah, five. about five. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Well, five's almost the size of a key forward. He's the size yeah. of a third forward, pretty much. Yeah, it's ridiculous." Well, Cripps could play. Cripps, I swear, to, I swear, I've seen somewhere that Cripps is like the same height as Jack Revolt or something. Like, what is he six four? I think he's a tall. I'll check it now. Cripps I'm is pretty 195. sure one ninety five. That would be that would be that's a key forward size. Yeah, there's definitely been key forwards that are that tall. That's Revolt and Cripps are the same height. The same height, yeah. How exactly how tall is Tom height. Hawkins, Jack? Search up how tall Tom Hawkins is. He's probably not as big as Tom Hawkins, even though recently Tom Hawkins has become a lot more leaner. He's 198. But 198. Three centimetres bigger. Yeah. It's literally like... And Tom Hawkins has been the key forward his whole career, pretty much. Exactly right. So it just goes to show like what the modern midfielder is and just imagine in another 10 years what it's going to be like. Even the way forwards play... Completely different now. Yeah, exactly. I watched a game with Fev in it. It would, would have been early 2000s, I think. And yeah. like there was a maybe a, a bounce 30 meters out on the angle, and there was everyone around the ball, and then Fev in the goal square on his own. They just kicked yeah. it forward. Fev sealed his man, took the mark, kicked the goal in the goal square. Like there's yeah. no way that's going to happen these days. No one's they, doing that. They clog the back line now. Exactly. Again, that was Clarko. Yeah. Again. Hawthorne versus Carlton when he was about to score 100. Fair. Yeah. And Clarko didn't win. Like being, being a Geelong supporter and having all those close games with Hawthorne, if Tom Lonigan or Matthew Scott was playing on Buddy Franklin 
and he they kept him to three goals. That is like unheard of. Yeah. That is like that's a quiet day for him. If you yeah. keep him to under three goals, that's like you've done your job and more. Because he was off. in that probably two thousand and maybe two thousand seven to two thousand and twelve sort of period. Yeah. Like if Franklin was kicking above three goals, five goals every game, pretty much. Yeah, it's insane. So, it's so good. But he's like that mix between old school and new school now. Yeah. Because he can take you to the goal square and outmark you every day of the week. And he can take lead up, take a market, spin a half back and run the whole length of the field like he did against Cal Hooker. I don't think ran half the field and kicked the goal. I don't think we'll ever see another Lance Franklin. No. no not, not shortly, that's for sure. Yeah, not maybe like obviously Down the line. it's Down pretty the much line. you just need a six foot six player who can run like a midfielder, mark like the best key forward in the comp, and then obviously kick straight as well. So yeah, and you you point those three things out, and then not too difficult. But you you don't realize like how difficult it is to combine all of them together. The craziest thing there is that the hardest part out of those three is the kicking straight. Yeah, like there are those one ninety five centimeter players that can mark like a key forward, but just the kicking is the hardest part. Yeah, like I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Buddy is the most most accurate kick in the comp, or like used to be the most accurate kick in the comp, but yeah. he got that many chances that, like, if he if you gave him twelve chances, he's going to kick at least six goals. Yeah, like at, at least. So okay. it makes you think if Cloak could kick straight. Exactly. Yeah. How much of an Especially, how many more goals he would have? Yeah. Yeah. Like he had hands like a vice. He used to just grab everything. You also don't yeah. see those two key forwards anymore. Like yeah. the Roughhead and Franklin, the Revolt yeah. Zizitsky, the Boy Lucas. Like that's not really a thing anymore. Yeah. Revolt is the closest yeah. one to that. And Rewalt doesn't even play like a key forward, like he's creating. He's just creating exactly. for everyone. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely different to what it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I mean, it did work obviously last year. Revolt and Lynch, like a lot of people were yeah. were a bit skeptical, even though Revolt was injured half the season. They were very skeptical where like if it would work or not. But I mean, they got it to work, so hats off to them. Yeah. He completely changed his game, though, Revolt. Oh, yeah. Like, back in, like, 2010 or so, like, he was one of the most selfish key forwards in the league. Yeah. Now, he's, like, when they won their first premiership before Lynch, that year is the year he sort of turned it around and the whole Mosquito fleet forwards sort of took over. Yeah. And he was just the guy to kick the goals, like, the key forward. Like, he doesn't have to kick the goals sort of thing. And now with Lynch especially, he's showing that, He's happy to play second fiddle to Tom Lynch. And it's worked great for them. They've won two flags. Exactly. Yeah. But it's not like Tom Lynch couldn't be a facilitator either. Like he's he's not like he's still pretty mobile as a key forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's got probably one of the best contested marks in the comp, but he's still pretty like he's not like he can't move at all. He can definitely run. Yeah, exactly right. That's another thing with the Miss set shots. Key forwards are having to run that much more now. Yeah. Like you have key forwards running up, leading to centre half back to take a mark and get involved in the play, and then having to sprint 100 metres back down to the goal square to take a mark. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow. It's crazy how the games change. Exactly. I'd love, right. to, see, I'd love to see how it is in a, you know, a decade or two. Exactly. Just keep on changing. Always will. Exactly right. Right then. Well, Jackson, I think you've got a couple questions for us to discuss, don't you? I do, boys. I do. I've got some would you rather's. Here we All go. Right. So, you know, we if people don't know, us three, we do love a good would you rather. So, <laughs> a, staple, a staple for us. <laughs> there has been many debates on would you rather questions with us. So we're here to share it with the Let's Get Rare podcast. So, boys, are you ready? Always. Go ahead. All right. Would you rather have your flight delayed by eight hours or have your luggage lost? Oh, I'd say flight delayed. How long? Went straight out. Will I get, when will I get my luggage back or is it lost forever? Actually, yeah, good question. It's not lost forever unless yeah. you don't do anything about it. So what you got to oh, do, this, happen, okay, this has actually okay. happened to me on the way back from Queensland once. So the luggage was misplaced or something. Um, so we had to call call up the, um, what's it called? The delivery company or whatever it was. I don't know the full details. We had to give them a ring. Pretty much they identified like the number on your, um, on your luggage. And then you have to wait a week or two to get it back. So it's a, it's a big hassle. It is a very big hassle. And then yeah, they deliver it to you. They deliver it to your house in about a week or two. Well, if it's a week, I would much rather just take the delayed. But like, say I was going to Queensland and they my luggage was on the wrong flight and they had to fly it back over. Yeah, that's yeah. where I would just take the the luggage lost. Well, that's the risk because you don't know. That's the risk exactly. you got to take. Exactly right. And then but eight hours without luggage as well. Eight hours is a long time, but then again, it it depends where you are as well. Exactly right. If you're in a nice airport, you can sort of make do. Yeah, because you could always yeah. If you're at like Avalon, that's not <laughs> ideal. <laughs> yeah, it's not ideal at all. Essendon Fields. That's not great. I would not I would, want an eight hour. I would probably. Delay I'd probably go eight hour delay to be honest. Bit of an adventure, you know. I think I would just because. Like you need your luggage. Like yeah, it's, I want, I it's want everything you brought. Yeah, with a yes man mentality, just take everything as it comes. Exactly. Yeah, I'd go eight hour delay. You know, catch yeah. an Uber to the city, just have a bit of a walk exactly. around the city. It's not like you have to stay in the airport for eight hours. Exactly right. Yeah, you just got to look at the positives. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So we agree. We agree on that one. That's rare. Yep. That's no, right. Right. All right. We got one more here. Right. So. Would you rather never have any homework, all right? This is from primary to tertiary, all right? Never have any homework or never have any exams. Oh, when I saw oh, no. this, I thought, yeah, the boys will love this one. This is, is, this is definitely going to, yeah. Never have any homework because... Think of all the hassle of when you're in year nine, you come home, you want to go on the PlayStation, but you've got stacks of homework that you've got to do, and it's just building up, building up. Imagine just wipe does, that stress out the way. Does homework include assessment tasks and stuff like that? 
Yeah, that's includes okay. assessments. Yeah, I reckon I would go never have any exams because the stress that an exam puts on you is unparalleled yeah. to homework. I have that's never right. been so stressed as I have during exam period for school. Year 12 exam period was definitely probably one of the tougher periods in my life. But the thing is, I know like us, we were in the middle of exams and we all went over to Jackson's to watch the NBA finals. Like we didn't care. It's the lead up to exam period that's stressful. Once you're actually in the exam period, you sort of don't give a toss. Yeah, because it's just like, can it just be done already? Like, we yeah, don't care about that point. Once you're in that like two week, three week period of exams, like there's not much you can learn at that point. So like right. it's either you're going to flog it or you're going to smash it out of the park. Imagine, like, like, Im- imagine how much more you would have enjoyed year 12 with no exams. Yeah, that's a thing. Like, if you look at it like it would that, have been would have been another year nine. Like, <laughs> literally, year nine you, is like the pinnacle of your life. Year oh, nine yeah. is the best time you're ever gonna have. Because yeah. you're not quite a senior, but you're the king in a way. You're <laughs> not doing any work. Nothing is important. It's just sort of getting ready to get ready for this year. Exactly. Year ends yeah. like a get ready year. If oh, I was to nine. have, if I was to have one advice to my younger self, I'd just be like. Don't do any work until year twelve. <laughs> true. <laughs> like, it's true. It doesn't matter. Like oh. maybe year eleven because like it sort of if you're doing the same subjects, like it gives you that, you know, um, basic knowledge. But other than that, mate, just do whatever you want, seriously. Like you should not be stressing about year eight assignments. But we yeah, all and, did. Uh, and the thing oh, is I was does, but you really exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, my at the time, it's the most important thing in the world. But when you look back with hindsight now, it really does not mean anything. Like my brother Xavier, like he had these year eight exams last year and it was after my year 12 exams. And I got home from um, school and he was like studying. I'm like, mate, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like you're year eight. Like who cares? <laughs> You yeah, just, that, just need to do enough to pass the year. And exactly. exactly. And they always, the, the teachers will always tell you like, oh, you're creating good habits. You got to, you know, start yeah. now to yeah. get a good grade in year 12. Mate, just stop talking. You're just chatting <laughs> waffle there. <laughs> you literally just do what you want. Seriously, don't listen to what anyone says. So I reckon I'd go no exams then. So you're going no say- exams. I would say no exams, but then the amount of homework that we used to do is like, that's so much free time we could have had. I know. Like, if you, it's such a tough one, though. Like, it's actually a generally good question. But then at the same time, if you're doing no homework, that means you have an exam. That means you're screwed for the exam. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. I I agree with you, Jack. I think no exam. I'm going to get no exam. I think, like, I think I'm as much as I would love not doing exams. I think the stress of doing homework throughout the year and your whole like even if you think about uni as well, like not doing any like readings or stuff like that. Like uni, I know is a bit different because it's like all on you pretty much. But yeah, I think I'd have to go no homework to be honest. Really, yeah, first you, all that. <laughs> you hated homework though. Like yeah, that's one of the things I remember like know about is like, you. <laughs> hate it so much <laughs> i would <laughs> remember coming home sitting down and starting my homework 
and seeing you were on the PlayStation and just, oh, I hated it. I wanted to go on. And I'm like, nah, do the homework. Do the homework. It used to, it used to boil Matt's blood. Me being I hated be like, boys, want to jump on the park? And I'd be like, ah, God. Got some homework to do. Yes, I do want to go on. I'll tell you what we did wrong, Jackson. What's that? We got FIFA 20 in October. Mate, all right. Here's a story for you guys. (laughs) Here is a story. All right. So I think, what were you doing? We were out for lunch. We went went out for lunch because we were going to the library to study for bio, I think it was. Yeah, bio. Um, We're we're eating lunch at this cafe, right? and Jack, I think Xavier, so Jack's brother Xavier had recently got FIFA 20, right? And then Jack's played it a few times and he's gone to, he's like, Jacko, tell him now, this game is good. <laughs> this, and keep in mind, we haven't played FIFA probably three years, four years. We had switched, we'd switched from FIFA to 2K at that point. Um, and then Jack's gone to me, he's like, mate, telling you now, Ultimate Team has evolved and it's it's on, <laughs> it is on, and I'm and I'm sitting there like, mate, shut up, shut up, shut up. I don't need this right now. I'm 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 happy where I am in the study period. I'm doing alright. If I if I can just switch on for another month, not even a month, probably three weeks, two weeks, I'll I'll be alright. Anyway, Jack's telling me, oh, you know, they got icons now on PS4. <laughs> it's just, it's unreal. And it, he's convinced me to get it at the end of the day. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Like, even my girlfriend came over and she like tried to hide the FIFA 20 from me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, I, and I grabbed it back and, and then hid it from her. So then like, I just I couldn't stop playing it at the end of the day. I'm like, I've just... For that whole month, I think I was I would study and I'd be like, all right, if I get this question right, <laughs> I would jump on FIFA 20 is, for like half an hour. <laughs> and then I would just exactly play what it. We yeah, like we'd, we'd try and get a question right and just reward ourselves while playing. I'm telling you now, if I had, if Jack had not introduced me to that, my ATL probably would have got up by 10, I reckon. 10 points. I'll tell, tell you what the funniest thing was. Like we used to... Like it started off with we'll do a bio practice exam and we'll play for a bit and then it's like <laughs> we'll do the short answer and before you know it, we're doing five questions from the multiple choice if you got three right you're on <laughs> if you got three if you just managed to answer five of them you'd go on exactly <laughs> but just the way you whispered it to me like mate they've got legends now <laughs> there's like legends on ps4 there's foot chance but it's offline <laughs> it's just like the, the way he sold it to me was just, he didn't even have to do much, let's be honest. He just said FIFA 20 and I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted it. You wanted it. It was so hard because I bought the game after games. Yeah, so you bought it after. It was, it was so, so hard trying to focus on studying for these exams and just hearing you two talk about FIFA for like a month and a half. <laughs> oh, oh, it was impossible. Was Anyway, back to would you rather. <laughs> yeah, so no, I think me and Jack say no exams and you say no homework. I'm going no homework. I just think this, like through that whole high school experience, not having homework, I would have so much free time at home. And I think I'd just be a happier person, to be honest. I think there's so, no wrong answers with that one. 
There's yeah. definitely no wrong answer. For sure. Now, we are going to start a weekly segment on this. Yes, now I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this. You can explain it. Are you sure you want me to take it? Yeah, you take over. All right. So pretty much, guys, we're going to have a weekly segment of Top 5, right? It's called Top 5. What it is, essentially, I'm going to come up with with a category each week, right? And then I'll tell the boys the category. And then they'll have to give me my, their top five in that category. So, for example, right? This is just an example category. If I say um, top five um, sports, right? That's just a really broad example, but top five sports. So you got to you got to obviously number it five to one, one being the best, and you're giving me my top, your top five. So this is going to be a weekly um, segment in the Let's Get Rare podcast. So we're going to start it today, all right? This week's category is top five clothing brands, all right? <laughs> it's a bit rare, but, you know, this is the Let's Get Rare podcast, so let's get underway. Matthew. Yes. What is, <laughs> what is your top five clothing brands? Okay. My top five. Now, you guys know me. I'm not big on the fancy clothes. I will happily wear Bunnings t-shirts and hoodies for the rest of my life and not complain. That's got to be. So this was a bit difficult to come up with. I've decided not to put Bunnings t-shirts on my top five. Whoa. I didn't think it was a clothing brand. I think it's more of a hardware store. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to sponsor us Bunnings, please do go ahead. We've got all these here. You don't have to give us anything. I have everything already. It's true. (laughs) He does. Clothing brands. I had to look in my cupboard for this, to be honest. It wasn't easy to think of. But number five, I've gone with French brand Lecoq Sportif. Okay, yeah. That's right. The little Brewster badge, similar to the French soccer team. I like it just because of the name. That's why I picked that. They do have some nice T-shirts and stuff, though. I'll give you that. I do like some of their T-shirts. Yeah. Number four, I've gone Kmart and Target. Oh, okay. Both in one. $5 T-shirts with whatever you want on it. Graphics. Plain yeah, I mean, wear them at home, wear them out, doesn't matter. They'll last you a lifetime and they're very I mean, cheap. You can't really go wrong with a Kmart t-shirt, you know? There is so, nothing wrong with a Kmart t-shirt. I can see why you've done that, yeah. Number three, I've classed it up a bit. I've gone with thrills. Oh, First yes, actual okay. interesting one, classed up a bit. It's simple, nice, easy design, looks good yeah. on the eye, different colours. Feels good, looks good. That's what I, I like. like I like feels good. He feels good when he wears thrills. I feel good in it. I just feel good. <laughs> feel good, look good, mate. Exactly right. Number two, I've gone the sports brands, the active wear. Nike, Adidas, Asics, whatever you like, all of them. Really? Yeah. We are an athletic group of people, us three. <laughs> we do our exercise. We play our footy. Athletic t-shirts are what you need for training to go out for a run, to hit the gym. That's why yeah. sports brands are number two. They can't go wrong. Yeah, that's a must, I reckon. Now, number one, I was saying to Jackson, this one is a bit rare. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. What is this? This is the Let's Get Rare podcast. My number one is rare. The brand is called Affends Threads. Oh, hello. Okay. I've can't got say I've, one of their T-shirts, to and I want a lot more of them. Affends Threads? It's the local brand. I'm pretty sure... They were originated in Byron Bay. 
Obviously, yeah. they've expanded a bit now all over the globe. How do you spell it? Shirts. A-F-E-N-D-S threads. Okay. The one big kicker about this is it feels amazing. Whoa. It feels really? so good wearing it. Why? The t-shirt is made of hemp. Hemp? Like, like the same plant for marijuana. <laughs> what? The t-shirt is made out of hemp. That is ridiculously rude. Hang up, hang up, that is my number one clothing brand. Matt, Matt goes bang. <laughs> that is that is definitely Let's Get Rare podcast, that one. That's there. massive. Well, there's my top five for you, lads. There you go. Wowee. Threads. Offends, offends threads. Hit us up. Right. Matt, wants a, Matt wants a deal. I would love to buy more of your t-shirts. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right, I rate that. Jack, go ahead. All right. So... Number five, it's not really, I don't have any of their clothing, but I do have a cologne from theirs that I wear pretty much every day. It is a bit high class, but I got it when I was overseas. It's Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton, yeah. Louis Vuitton, LV. It's a delicious scent, and I pretty much wear it every single day. That cologne is synonymous with Jack. I've I've smelted on other people out in public, and I just think of Jack. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much where everything. It's crazy. Day. It's crazy how you you um identify people with like yeah. their cologne. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of weird like that. Okay, number four, bit more simple here. Cotton on. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. love cotton on. They got the rare like prints. Like they have a few Michael Jackson prints. Like just ultimately rare, which I'm yeah. all around. I have a question. I'll try to give you an answer. <laughs> I does cotton on is it the own brand or is it a shop? Is it a store that has other brands in it? Oh. That's a very good question. That's why I was because I was thinking about putting it on my list as well. And then I was like, hang on, but is cotton on its own brand? I'm pretty sure. Is it, it I think is it's a brand. brand. Because yeah. Geelong's sponsored by Cotton On. Yeah, but, but Geelong could be sponsored by JJ's. And they have... JJ's has different brands of jeans, do they not? Yeah. JJ's also is does their own clothes itself. I oh, do they? I think some of the stuff they do have their okay. own. Well if, well, if Cotton On does Cotton do their own clothes, then fair enough. Because I'm like 95% clothes. sure that Cotton On has their own clothes. Yeah, right. Because they're very sustainable yeah, that's true. Business well, if anyone's right. listening who knows the answer, hit us up and let us know because I'd be interested. Okay. So my third one. You boys obviously know I've had these shoes for a while. Ah, uh, like, yes, yes. They are like holy grails to me. I spent a pretty penny on them, not willing to share the price. but Why not, mate? Uh, <laughs> you should be proud of it. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I should be proud of it, but... <laughs> This is a brand that's pretty common, but the Nike Sean Wotherspoons are my holy grails. They're one piece of clothing I had and they've made it to the top three. That's how yeah. impressive they are. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's amazing. I, if everyone, anyone wants to check it out, it's Air Max Sean Wotherspoons. So S-E-A-N-W-O-T-H-E-R Spoon. Like insane colorway. Unbelievable. I did not Fair think enough. of putting shoes on my list, if I'm honest. 
but I like yeah. the way you've gone about that. What do they sell? Do they sell clothes or not? Um, there's a hat, and I'm pretty sure there's a t-shirt that says "More Air" on it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, if you want to check it out. Number two, another rainbow-themed brand that I wear often. It's my Barney Cools t-shirt. Barney Cools. You love your Barney Cools I love, t-shirt. I love my Barney Cools t-shirt. That is my second brand, Barney Cools. And number one, if anyone's ever seen me in person or have ever Snapchatted anyone, they would know that I'm always in my great champion hoodie and I'm in that today. Therefore, number one is champion. I yeah, cannot disagree with anything you've said there. Champion? It's a very good list. Champion hoodies are just like they are different next breed. level. They're yeah, next level in terms of hoodies. I think we all other have champion than, hoodies, don't we? Other than Bunnings hoodies, I think they're oh, definitely a Bunnings hoodies are on a whole plane above the entire world. There's yeah, something about yeah. Bunnings trade hoodies. <laughs> yeah, oh, I can agree. Oh boy. And uh, right. Jackson. Give us your top so you want five. my top? You want my top five? Look, yeah, okay. we want, we want it. You picked clothing brands, so I'm expecting big things from this list. Uh, you shouldn't, really. You shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, number five. You may not know this brand, but NXP. Oh, right? Nina Pasadena. Okay. Yes, that's it. So, um, they've got some nice tank tops that I like. Um, some really good t-shirts, um, and even some good jeans as well. So. I definitely, they are definitely in my top five. Number four, I've gone with Jordan. All right. Ah, yes. I'm a fan of the Jordan brand. Um, Didn't your mate get you a pair of Jordans? Yeah, he did from Paris, actually. Oh, nice. Who did that? Uh, My mate, Jack. Yeah. Hey, guys. It's me. Oh, Jack Chichita, (laughs) co-host of the Let's Get Rare podcast. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Jordan Jordan 3 Chloroplast, look him up. Um, yeah, so that's number four on my list. Number three, I've gone with Fila. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Fila, that's awesome. I've got a few nice T-shirts from them, and they've got some good hoodies as well, so a great yep. Fila. Number two, I've gone with Nike. Yeah. So, because, yep. like, obviously, like, it's a, I think everyone has worn a Nike-branded product at one point in their life. But you just can't go wrong with a Nike, like the um, the what's it called, the Tech Fleece um, tracksuit pants. You just like they are just so good. They're so comfortable. They look good. They're just unreal. Um, you can't go wrong for Nike hoodie, t-shirt. Like they just have to be in your top five. It's essential. They are literally an essential worker. Yeah. Um, and then number one, yeah, like Jack said, I've gone with Cotton On. I had to think about it. Um, because I didn't know if they had their own clothing like product, but I like Cotton On and they sponsor yep. my footy team. So got to chuck them in there. Geelong. In case you didn't know, Jackson does go for Geelong. He's got <laughs> a few hints along the way in this episode. He is a Geelong That's fan. It. That is it. So it looks like Cotton On, I also have Cotton On products. I didn't quite make my list because I forgot about them, if I'm honest. Overall, oh, no. over the three people what is the number one brand that we can agree on i think it's got to be cotton on i think it's cotton on cotton on yeah it's got to be nike close second yeah yeah i'd say i've had it number two i'd say and i've got it at three yeah there you go 
Colin Nunn, congratulations. You are the premium clothing brand as per the Let's Get Rare podcast. <laughs> the top five segment. I feel like it's going to be a fan favourite, that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Make sure you tune in next week for the next top five. Feel free yeah, to send I'll... us your top five via yeah, Instagram, that's... the Let's Get Rare That's podcast it. or via email at the let's get rare podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, chuck us a follow. Now you get that Instagram page running. So definitely get on that. So and yeah, I'll, I'll have a nice little category for that next week. A really rare one. So look out. I look forward to hearing about that. Definitely. But I think that's about all the time we have for today. I think it's time all right, to boys. Up. It's been so good. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram, the Let's Get Rare podcast. You can. Yep. Tell us anything you liked about the show, anything you didn't like that we can work on. Any thoughts about what we talked about, your answers to our would you rathers and your top five clothing brands. And leave a rating on this as well. We need to try and get some ratings so we can continue in the future. So the show will be out every Friday afternoon. Jackson, where's the show? Where can they find the show? So we're hoping it's going to be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If not, we'll um, update that on the Instagram page. But yeah, it should be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Absolutely. One more time, that's the Let's Get Rare podcast or one word on Instagram. Be sure to follow us. That's and it. Hopefully come back next week. Thanks for listening. All right. Cheers, boys. Been good. Bye for yeah, now. That's it. See you next week. That's it. Get rarer. <laughs>